Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got a couple crazy stories, but first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is My Stepfather Gives Me Drugs. Horror stories about parents on the internet are never ending. While they are saddening, I believe that they serve as cautionary tales for future generations. My story is a little different, and maybe also a little funny whenever I think about it. I'm a 26-year-old male, and I was the first son in a family of seven. Three boys, two girls, and two parents. We became five after we lost our father and my twin brother to a workplace accident. To date, I feel guilty about the fact that I only survived because I was being naughty and hiding from both my father and brother. They were struck by a truck when they crossed the road, and I watched the entire thing happen. I was about six years old when this happened, and my mother became a widow and had to raise five kids on her own, the youngest being barely a few weeks old. Young as I was, I understood that things were no longer what they used to be, and I did my best to stay out of her way and take care of my younger siblings the best that I could. I was forced to grow up literally months after I turned six because of the situation at home. Despite it all, my mother was still as kind as ever to us taking her time after working double shifts during the day to go through homework with me and my siblings and tuck us into bed before she would go for an extra shift at night. At the time, we had no idea, but she also worked as an exotic dancer on weekends too, just to make ends meet. For about two years, she worked alone to keep us warm, fed, and happy. Till one evening, she brought someone home, who she introduced to us as her new friend that was going to be coming around a lot. Instinctively, my younger siblings were adverse to him because he was still a stranger, and even though it was subtle at the time, he was disrespectful to our mom. As the oldest, I had to be nice and put on my best behavior to show my siblings that he was harmless. And he was, in the beginning. We'll call him Tim. Tim was in his late 40s, about 10 years older than my mother, and he was just a regular old man. He liked fishing and would often take my brother and me alongside him, giving us bags full of bait that he would need to throw at the fish. Tim worked as a bouncer at some prestigious nightclub or event center, so he made some reasonable money, and because he worked mostly at night, usually helped to take things off mom's hands by offering to babysit us while she worked. When we were around him, he openly said bad words around us, smoking and offering us beer around his friends, who were also big burly men that had no idea how to act around kids. When I turned 10, my mother got married to Tim in a small church by our house, and it was just us, her kids, and some of Tim's buddies. I was excited to have a full family again. Sure, I still missed my father and brother terribly, but being a kid meant that I got teased for having just one parent who was barely even present for school events because of how much she worked. Tim worked a little less during the day, and the thought of him being around for father-son and father-daughter events excited me more than anything. Within weeks of becoming our stepfather, Tim insisted that we call him dad. 
threw out nearly all the old pictures of our dead father that still hung around the house in the garage and threatened to hit anyone who would bring them back into the house. We knew he was a pretty aggressive person, but having him be openly violent to us was a little different from what we were used to. Over the next few years, Tim grew more and more violent. He drank all the time, went out for days on end, and always reeked of alcohol and marijuana. The only advantage of having him around was that he paid some of the bills at home, enabling our mom to drop a few of her jobs and work on taking one full-time one. To her, Tim was the perfect man, big and strong enough to protect her and her five kids, and mean enough to send people running at just the sight of him. When I was about 16, both of my little sisters were about 12 and 10 and they had started to go very quiet and reserved. Anyone who has little sisters knows that they're the loudest and most annoying creatures on earth. I noticed their silence for a while and it took a lot of poking for them to admit that our stepfather Tim had started spanking their bare butts whenever they did something wrong. This obviously didn't sit right with me and I brought the matter to my mother, letting her know that it wasn't very appropriate. She argued, telling me that he was also their parent, so it wasn't bad that he disciplined them. After a lot of back and forth, she finally agreed to speak to him. Barely even two days later, I returned from school to find Tim in the garage, taking apart my late father's motorcycle, one of the few things that he had left us. I was waiting until I turned 18 to begin riding it, and here Tim was, dismantling it as if it were a Lego. I ran in to stop him, and he grabbed me by the collar beginning to beat me up and calling me a snitch. Imagine a huge, six-foot-tall, 50-something-year-old beating up a 16-year-old. For someone as drunk as he was, he was also incredibly strong, hurting me until I passed out. When I woke up later, my mother was cleaning up my wounds, cussing me out for upsetting Tim. After this encounter, all four of us, my siblings and I, became deathly afraid of him, steering completely clear of him. Our mom didn't care much, saying that we just didn't know how to act around her dear husband and that she was the only one who could really handle him. It wasn't until he struck her over his too salty dinner, that tasted perfectly fine by the way, that she knew he wasn't controllable. He was just a monster. Verbal abuse got worse. Tim cussed at my brother for playing tennis, calling him gay for playing a woman's sport. In some twisted way, he praised me for playing basketball, a much manlier sport. He forced us all to go fishing with him and his friends, laughing when they said inappropriate things about my very underage sisters. At 17, I finally opened up one of the bags of bait that we were usually told to hold on, to find bags of neatly packaged white substance powder. I had no idea what it was and alerted my brother about it. We stole one of the small bags and went home experimenting among both ourselves with what could be in the bag. It was the first time we ever got high and it was terrible. My heart beat so quickly that I genuinely thought I was going to die. My 15-year-old brother passed out cold, going straight to sleep and waking up almost 24 hours later, while the opposite happened to me. I was wide awake with a palpitating heart for almost 48 hours, only passing out when my worried mother gave me a glass of warm milk and honey. I came to the very smart conclusion that my stepfather was a drug dealer and he had been using us to transport his drugs to and from his customers at the riverbank under the guise of fishing. It was no wonder he had so many friends there. We couldn't let Tim know that we knew his secrets because it would mean death for us. 
but we saw it as an opportunity to let our mother know. Maybe it would finally be the thing to make her leave him for being abusive to her and us. My mother's response was a shoe to the head and a hushed yell about how we needed to mind our businesses, or we could end up just like her. She proceeded to show us her severely bruised body from where he hurt her. The sight made me really mad and I promised myself that I would get my family free of this crappy and heartless man before I had to leave for college. By the summer before I resumed college, I'd filled out a lot from all the sports I did at school. So I got a job as the cleaner at one of the clubs that Tim used to work at. While there, I got a lot of gossip about my stepfather, including the fact that he was actually a legitimate drug dealer, and that was the reason why he was fired from the job. He told us that it was because he was trying to protect a girl from getting assaulted. My initial plan was to take all of the evidence to the police, so they could arrest him and take him away. But I had to be a little careful so I wouldn't get incriminated. A month into my job, I was leaving work and a young girl walked up to me. She looked pretty young but was obviously heavily pregnant, despite the layers of clothes she wore. She said her name was Anna, fake name, she was 15 and she needed to tell me something really important. I took her to a restaurant, got her lunch and then we proceeded to talk. Anna told me that my stepfather was the father of her child. A 15-year-old was nearly 8 months pregnant with my 52-year-old stepfather. I didn't believe her at first, wondering if she was just doing it for attention or something. But then she mentioned that she wasn't the only girl that Tim had gotten his way with. She mentioned a few names, girls who used to be friends with my sisters, and then changed schools or just stopped coming by our house. All of it suddenly made sense to me. The complaints that my little sisters made about him being inappropriate? and how our mother brushed it off as him being affectionate with his stepkids? I wasted no time in calling up my brother and we took Anna to the police station. Together we filed a case against him for impregnating an underage girl, drug trafficking and domestic abuse against his wife and stepchildren. Tim was used to paying off some of the police to overlook his messed up behaviors, but there's only so much that can be covered up. He was busted at the riverbank where he sold with two other kids. Apparently, he used children to transport his drugs because the police were less likely to suspect kids holding bags of bait, and it generally made him look like he was more of a responsible person. The court case was messy to witness because there were so many testimonies against him that in the end he was looking at spending over 70 years in prison with all the accrued charges. He had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in damages to my family, as well as in child support for Anna, whose parents had thrown her out. My mother agreed to take her in because it made her feel a tad better about ignoring all of our warnings about Tim and his jerk nature. I can't recall how many years Tim got in the end, but it's been about eight years since the entire incident. My siblings and I still laugh about how we were getting raised to have drug dealing be a family business but the trauma that came with it was not in any way hilarious at the time. Once I started earning a reasonable enough salary, I put myself in therapy because some of these things stick with you, no matter how hard you try to shake them off. Anna and her kid live just next door to us, and he likes my brother more than the rest of us. He's a little star, and my siblings and I are working on being better parents to him than Tim could have ever have been. Now, I'm not saying that a situation like this would ever warrant the death penalty, 
But Tim getting sentenced to like 70 plus years in prison, it kind of makes me think about situations where that penalty is on the table, and it kind of got me wondering, what seems worse, life in prison or straight up the death penalty? Personally, as far as like what's worse and honestly what's more just, I've always been kind of more life sentence, because honestly I feel like there's nothing worse than just sitting in a cell for decades. But I would be greatly interested to know which way you guys lean on it and how you guys feel. So let me know in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I dated my boss's ex to rattle her. Some years back, I got a job as an assistant at a magazine company's fashion department. I planned to work my way up from being an assistant to gaining enough experience to work in big fashion and clothing companies in the future. I was to work directly under the head of the fashion department but also for the company, so I was interviewed by both the guys at Human Resources and the head of the fashion department who was to be my boss. The general interview with HR went well, and the second interview was with the fashion head of the department. I knew she was going to be trouble when I first met her. First, she sized me up and took a glance at a file before her, a file that I knew contained my resume. I was a lot taller than she was, actually at six feet, I was taller than most women I knew. You are tall, was the first thing she said to me with a stern look on her face. I didn't know how to respond to her, so I just smiled bashfully, thinking to myself that I should probably take it as a compliment. She said she was impressed with my resume and was going to send word to HR that I was great for the job. She didn't ask any more questions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. First day at work, I met a pretty young lady in the elevator. She was just about my age. She seemed friendly, so I introduced myself to her. Wait, do you work in fashion, she asked. Her eyes wide open when I answered her question about what department I was going to start work in. Yep, I replied enthusiastically. I was excited about working in fashion. It was my dream. I mean, I knew my job was mostly going to be basic stuff at first, but still, I was happy just to be in rooms where fashion was being discussed. Girl, my new friend said, shaking her head. I don't know if I should congratulate you on your new job or cry for you. Why? I asked, puzzled. Girl, you're about to work for the devil herself. Your boss is the most terrible creature that has ever existed on earth. I say she does seem a bit stern. They say stern? What she is, is plain evil. Good luck though. I was too stunned to move when the elevator stopped. She said, girl, knock that look off your face. You don't want to annoy your demon boss. Shh, I cautioned. People could hear her. 
Your boss is a horrible, horrible person, she said in an attempted whisper. I call it an attempted whisper because she could not whisper to save her life. Even the muffled sound she made was loud. You must be the new girl, someone called out to me, and my new friend left me and hurried away. I said, yes, hello, my name is... I know your name, walk with me. I walked behind him, bumping into things and people on the way until we got to my boss's door. I hesitated. Is she mean? I asked the guy. I hear she's a really horrible person and that's just so ironic because people expect tall girls to be mean and wicked and shorter girls to be all cute and nice. I stopped rambling when I noticed that the guy was not smiling. He said, first of all, there are no girls here, just women. This isn't high school and that's my aunt you're talking about. I gasped and placed my right hand on my chest. I'm so sorry. I don't think she's mean, of course. I've met her and... He rolled his eyes. Yes, she's my aunt. Yes, she's a little mean. Now go in, she needs you. That was how my journey of misery started. My boss was just as terrible as my elevator friend at work said. There was no moment of rest at the office. I was always doing something, and whenever I had just a little time to sit for a while, she would be so mad about it and create something for me to do. It was the same thing with everyone who worked with her. She would yell at us, keep us on our toes, and use insulting words on us. It was so bad that I went home every day thoroughly sad. I expected that I would have a swell time learning and working towards working as a major person in fashion, but it was the complete opposite. The large dressing room terrified me. I was not excited to come to work and after work I would be terribly sad. Apart from the toxic environment she created for employees in that department and how she hurls insults at me, she never lets me do anything major. I got her coffee, printed papers and held her stuff but that was it. I would sometimes offer to help to do more but she would yell at me so I just stopped. She spoke condescendingly to me too. Not once did she ever call me by my name. She just snapped her fingers. It was humiliating, but somehow, despite the numerous complaints that had been sent out about her, she was never relieved of her job. My elevator friend explained that it was because she was very good at her job. That was true, my boss was very productive. She got things done and was very efficient. How do you know so much about her anyway? I asked my elevator friend. I used to work in fashion before I moved to beauty. I said, really? I knew there had to be a reason she knew so much. She says, yes, I can't believe I didn't even mention it. She was my boss too. She was terrible, but I hear she's way worse now with the separation and all. I say, separation? My friend went on to explain that my boss had recently separated from her husband and they were getting a divorce. They were seeing a marriage counselor, but her husband pulled out and decided that they were better off divorced. Her husband was a big recipient of her aggression, my friend revealed. They said, there were rumors that when they fight or argue, she throws things around and destroys stuff. I say, isn't that like abusive behavior? They say, yeah, the poor guy was never going to leave her, but he had enough and ran for dear life. My job in that super toxic workplace continued and I was determined to see it through. I considered resigning a couple of times, but I genuinely enjoyed working in fashion and wanted to grow my experience to enable me to find employment elsewhere. One day, I learned that a position in the fashion department was open. I was glad. I decided I was going to apply. I would still be working in my boss's department, of course, but 
At least it would mean a promotion if I'm selected. A promotion would mean an increase in my salary and bring me closer to being a major person in fashion. In addition to these, I wouldn't have to serve my boss coffee and deal with her regular condescending remarks. I applied for the position and waited patiently to be invited for an interview. Luckily for me, I was invited. I almost broke into a dance when I was notified of this. My elevator friend was present and she was happy for me too. She warned me, however, to watch out for my boss, saying, she's going to be a part of the team that will interview you, so you want to be on your best behavior so she won't put you down and reduce your chances of getting a promotion. I understood what my friend was saying, but I'd always been on my best behavior. Despite my boss's annoying attitude, I did what was asked of me and never even complained. I was so certain that she would reward this. There was no reason for her to try and sabotage my chances. I even believed that she would talk me up. No one can be that evil, I said out loud to myself while thinking about it when I returned home. I was severely wrong. My boss expressed at the interview that she wasn't certain I could take on more serious roles. She went on and on about how it was best to keep me in my current position and have me learn more about my duties than to hand me a promotion. I felt downtrodden and betrayed. That ruined my mood and my confidence was smashed. I could barely even answer the questions the two other interviewers asked me. My friend wasn't surprised when I told her, saying, I told you that woman's vile. She puts the B in which. She comforted me and hoped I'll get the job anyway. I wasn't shocked at all when I wasn't offered the job. It was passed to someone else who wasn't even in the company before. The guy I'd met on my first day of work, who said he was her nephew, said she probably did that because she knew I was good at my job and wanted to keep me serving her. I didn't care about her reasons. There was no reasonable reason for her to sabotage me as she did. I was very mad at my boss, and I swore to get back at her in some way. Early one morning, I was rushing to work and was just close to missing the elevator. Please hold it, I screamed from afar to the person in the elevator. He held out his hand to keep the elevator door open, and I jumped in. The guy in the elevator was a cute, middle-aged man. I smiled at him. I'm sorry, my boss is the weirdest person ever. I can't begin to imagine what she would do to me if I was five seconds late to work. He smiled politely at me and said, It's okay. I say, do you work at this magazine? I've never seen you. I work in fashion. He smiled again and said, no, I don't. I'm here to see my ex-wife. She works in fashion too. I just knew that it had to be my boss's ex-husband. I said, are you? He said, yeah, I guess you're new. Not so much was my response. We got out of the elevator and he walked straight into her office. My work desk was just at the entrance of her office and her office was transparent. So I could see them arguing but didn't hear them. Some minutes later, he walked out of her office looking upset. I turned around to look and saw her break down in tears. Her eyes met mine so she walked briskly and shut the blinds so I could no longer see her. When I turned around, an idea came to my mind. A perfect idea to get back at my toxic boss. I raced down to catch up with her husband. Just as he was about to get in the elevator, I stepped in with him. He looked up from his phone. Oh, it's you again. I flashed him my brightest, biggest smile. I'm curious about your ex-wife. Why is she like that? He raised his eyebrows. You mean, why is she mean-spirited? I say, well, yes, why? He says, I don't know, and quite frankly, I can't be bothered. She's not my problem anymore. 
I sighed and asked if he wanted to get a drink together. It was a very audacious thing to do besides I was there, asking out someone who was years older and I was doing it just to irritate my boss. Are you asking me out? He asked. I could tell he was just as surprised as I was that I could even do that, but I could also tell that he was flattered. Anyway, he agreed to go out with me and I took his number. We went out together for at least two nights every week for months. He would witch about his ex-wife and I would complain about how she was a horrible boss. We both bonded over how she had stressed us out. It was kind of fun. One day, he asked if I asked him out just to do what we were doing and I admitted to him that I just did it to annoy his ex-wife. He laughed and said, how can she be annoyed? She doesn't even know we're dating. A friend of theirs was having his engagement party that weekend, so I suggested he take me as his date. She'll find out if you take me, I said. Imagine how embarrassed she would be if she found out her assistant was with her ex. He agreed to take me. That weekend, we both showed up to the engagement party, arm in arm. A friend of hers who drops in the office all the time saw me holding hands with her ex-husband and gasped. She couldn't help it. When my boss saw me, she couldn't hide the shock and then embarrassment. It was written boldly on her face. Her ex-husband and I had a lot of fun laughing, talking, and occasionally kissing. It was obvious to anyone who knew the story that we were trying to get to her, but we didn't care because it looked like we were doing a good job. After the party, he thanked me profusely. I feel like a bad boy, he said with a smirk on his face. I have not felt this good in a long while. It feels good to be the petty one for once. That night, she called him and went off on him. I felt fulfilled to have rattled her that much. Of course, I told my elevator work friend about it and we had a good laugh. I was actively searching for a new job. I could no longer work in that environment, especially after what happened. My boss never spoke to me about my relationship with her ex. Funnily, she couldn't do anything to me that would hurt because whatever she could do, she had already done. So I was totally used to her being a really horrible boss. Surprisingly, she was a lot better at relating with me. She hardly yelled and wasn't as condescending when she spoke to me. I got a job elsewhere some months later. It was a relief because working there after showing up as her ex-husband's date had me on my toes. I still think of how exhilarating it was doing that, and just thinking how hurt she must have felt makes me even happier. As for her ex-husband, we broke up. It was expected anyway, so I was very okay with that happening. There was no way we could start a relationship off a mutual dislike for his ex-wife. It wasn't healthy, and I certainly did not want to be with someone who went on and on about his ex-wife. It's definitely a very unique situation to generate a relationship out of. I'm kind of wondering how successful a relationship like this could be. Because I kind of do agree that having a relationship born out of a agreed hatred of another person, one that one of them had been married to before, was just not going to ever be a great recipe for a long-lasting serious relationship. Do you guys think the stark age difference alone is reason enough to not go further with this? I mean, OP doesn't clarify how old they are, but they're just now looking to get into the fashion industry. So they're definitely a lot younger than middle-aged. Was there any way that it was ever realistic for this to work out? Or is everything about this just doomed? 
I'd like to know what you guys think, but that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video, or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 